podcast, wherever you're listening from. And if you're in the studio with me right now, I invite you to close your eyes. Just noticing the breath for a moment. Noticing your own life force energy through the nose, out through the mouth, (sighs) through the nose, out through the mouth, (sighs) last one, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Wherever you're listening from, I encourage you to keep on that breathing pattern, just a simple one with awareness. Anytime we feel like we're outside of ourselves, our attention is going all around us, dissipated energy. It's such a profound and simple tool that's available in even the most stressful of situations. Just come back into the breath. Hear the sound of the air going in through the nose, the sound of the air coming out through the mouth. (sighs) Just a moment of recognition. We are alive. We are here. We are grateful. In any moment, you can change your own life. Finding space in the stillness. Finding awareness. Being the observer rather than the person who's reactionary. There's great power in being that observer. Finding equanimity of the moment. Noticing. Seeing the bigger picture. Seeing somebody else's point of view. Wow. Instant power. Instant self-love. Because you can hold space for somebody else. Deep breath in through the nose. Out through the mouth. As we close out today, let's think of somebody in our life. Any one person. Someone who's a new friend. Someone who's a family member. Someone you're even having some challenges with. I invite you, with your eyes closed, to see them in front of you. Just sitting there with you, peaceful. And I invite you to envision their most childlike, sincere belly laughter. Like, just laughing. Childlike, happy. Maybe crying. You're like, oh my god, what are we laughing about? This is hilarious. You're laughing so hard. And we send them that pure good vibes energy today. We remember their humanity. We send them that purity of the moment, positivity of the moment, vulnerability of the moment. We send them that happiness. One more time, deep breath into the nose, out through the mouth. May our thoughts, words, and actions contribute to the joy and freedom of all other living beings. Namaste, aho, ashe, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, you're listening to Zero Waste Life Hacks podcast. This is a podcast geared towards helping our listeners gain knowledge and understanding of how our daily actions and ultimately the things we consume can become zero waste opportunities instead. Each episode tackles one topic, giving you facts about its global impact and how you can bring about positive change. This is episode 12, and today's hack is listening. Sophia, take it away. 
Hello, DJ Lady Sinclair. Thank you for joining us via Zoom today. Amazing DJ, producer, mom, and good friend. I'm Sophia Ratkovich, your co-host. I'm really happy to introduce our special guest today, Miss Kiran, Madame Gandhi. Madame Gandhi is an award-winning artist and activist known for her uplifting, percussive electronic music and positive messaging about gender liberation and personal power. Madame Gandhi has been listed as Forbes 30 Under 30 in music. She embarked Ooh. on Oprah Winfrey's 2020 Vision Tour, and her TED Talk about conscious music consumption has been viewed over a million times. Her video for the track Waiting For Me, shot in Mumbai, India, won the Music Video Jury Award at South by Southwest Film Festival in 2021. And that's not even it, okay? <laughs> she has a bachelor's degree in mathematics and women's studies from Georgetown University and obtained an MBA from Harvard while touring around the world with group MIA. In 2022, she obtained a master's from Stanford, and we're really, really honored to have you here in the studio with us. Oh my God. I'm just going to like leave now because that was, you've, you, you've accomplished twice, twice the <laughs> amount I could ever dream to accomplish. Sophia, Michelle, I adore you too. I'm so thrilled <laughs> to be here. I'm a fan of the work that you're doing. I myself am making changes in my own life to adopt a more conscious zero waste lifestyle. And so this podcast and our time together has been months, maybe years in the making, so many spaces that we've had the joy of overlapping. And I can't wait to get into it with you both. Woo! It's when my greatest joy to be here with you both. I'm so happy. So usually on the episode or on the podcast, we talk about like one item, right? So things that we use every day, common things that we don't really think about, but we can stop to think about at the moment. And so with you, we really wanted to make sure that our topic was listening because mm. we feel you have such an important message. Mm. And um, listening, not just in the sense of like what we perceive with our ears mm. and, um, you know, but really our ability to interpret information and through the communication process, see the many ways that we can transmit information, right? Yes. And even when you say the word listening, when I bring it to a climate perspective, listening has a component of empathy and awareness underneath it. It's a desire to hold space for somebody else's experience or in this particular context, the experience of of Mother Earth, literally. And so for me, listening is also about how do we have awareness of how our choices have negative impact on the future of the planet and how can we listen to therefore change our behaviors. Mm. Your yeah. words honestly carry such a like level of emotional depth that is, it's just really profound. Just really the message that you bring, I think overall is how to be like the best version of ourselves. Yes. And when I listen to your music, like that's what gets me going. You're empowering me. You're how do I feel like this empowered woman? And it's, it's really what I need, you mm. know what I mean? Mm. To get through life. And so that makes me feel so good because I feel uh, the more I work on myself, the more I'm able to put these ideas into the music. And when you talk about showing up as the best version of ourself, a key component of that is the space to allow each other to grow. So often I'm seeing so much cancel culture on the internet these days. People see somebody else make a mistake, say something rude, say something off key, say something exclusive, and immediately we shut everybody down. But I want to live in a world where we provide each other the space to be better, to grow, to expand. If I was on tour and I have plastic water bottles everywhere because no one taught me otherwise because my musicians need to drink water and the venue gave us water in plastic bottles. Imagine if the next day 
all my audience said, we're canceling Madame Gandhi because she has plastic mm. water bottles. I say, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. This is so smart. It didn't even occur to me. I wouldn't want you to cancel me. I would want you to give me the chance to allow me to be made aware of something that can be improved in my life so that the next tour date that I show up with, all of my musicians have their own yellow Madame Gandhi, safe, sustainable water bottles, and we can be using filtered water and make sustainable choices on tour. So in these small, small ways, I'm happy that you're talking about the music being a source of empowerment because empowerment for me most recently has been giving each other this space to grow and evolve and be better through listening. Yep. Um, I remember when I mapped out this season's episodes, I had this idea of doing listening because otherwise we're talking about objects, right? We're like, oh, your cups, your straws, blah, blah, blah. But the idea of listening, which is a bit abstract in a way is important. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, I think that can segue us into getting into the meat. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I've been listening a lot to mother earth this year. I went to Stanford and I was really attracted to what Stanford was doing at this program called the center for computer research and music and acoustics. And as a musician, I'm always interested in advancing my craft because when we are more technically adept, we have more to contribute. We can be even more creative because we have the technical skill sets that allow us to paint freely. So I was very inspired because I do have an academic background, but I also have a creative background to use my time in the pandemic to get this degree that I've always been a fan of. So I was accepted to their master's in music science and technology. And I remember in the first two weeks in one of the core curriculum classes, we were taught how to build underwater microphones, hydrophones. And they took us out on a boat to Monterey Bay and we descended the microphones into the ocean and we recorded the sounds of whales singing underwater. It was one of the most profound experiences of my life because as a musician, we are thinking about guitars, we're thinking about synthesizers, we're thinking about drumming, drumming, you know? But in the pandemic, the only place that was really safe for any of us was nature. You know, people would say you can go outside. Over time, we can go outside without a mask. Or if you want it to be in isolation, you can go for a hike. You know, these were, nature really became this source of safety for me and also emotional freedom. If I felt sad, I would be talking to the moon. You know, real, it's just funny because it sounds like real hippie stuff. And yet it was such an amazing experience for me to connect more deeply to nature, especially being someone who grew up between Mumbai, India, New York City, London, Hong Kong, big cities. You know, I never had the joy of connecting with nature. This year, or now it's 23, but in 2022, I was given the chance to go out to Antarctica. And so building off the project of recording the sound of whales underwater, I built more underwater microphones and took them out to Antarctica and started putting the microphones underwater to listen to what it sounds like when we hear glaciers melting. And it's literally one of the most life-affirming and simultaneously bittersweet, tragic sounds that I've ever heard in my life. It sounds like bubbles. It sounds like trapped air being released. It's literally big hunks of ice in the ocean melting. And so it's trapped energy being released. It sounds like life. It sounds like water. It sounds nourishing. It also sounds tragic. It's the sound of the planet melting, literally. And I felt if I have the chance to be someone who gets to go all the way to Antarctica, I have to come back with something that is powerful, something that is a contribution, something that inspires change and action around climate. 
And as a musician, I felt what better can I contribute than sounds, than the ability to listen and provide those sounds for other people to generate empathy around climate action. So what I started doing is with all of those hundreds of recordings of penguins, of ice, of uh, you know, sea lions, of whales in Antarctica, of the actual glaciers melting, we imported all of the sounds into Ableton Live, which is the software that I use to produce my music. And I started sampling those sounds and making drum kits and making wow. synthesizers, what? making bass notes. And so the idea is, wow. of course, you can listen to hundreds of nature sounds. People fall asleep now to the sounds of birds chirping, yeah. things like that. That was not the project in its final completion that I wanted to provide. The project that I wanted to provide was electronic music, beats, soundscapes, music that might be uh, on the radio today, yes. but music that's 100% organically sourced from wow. these incredible nature sounds, mm -hmm. bringing us back closer to a heart space and to a sense of urgency around protecting our planet. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, the way that we were able to tie that with the topic is just such a beautiful. Co not coincidence but just like such a beautiful harmony because like with listening right so if you're deaf you can't hear a podcast you have to read it like acknowledging that you know what I mean that like here we are like able to talk able to have a conversation but what if you were born deaf what if you can't speak you know like how do you communicate that uh, yeah what uh, does listening mean to someone that can't actually hear with your ears you hear other ways and how do people that hear with their ears tap into that same there's so you know. much there. I think there's so much incredible wisdom in being inclusive. Again, it comes from awareness. It comes from a desire to be inclusive. It comes from our own ability to have space to be empathetic. I find that to be a very high emotionally intelligent choice and a high vibrational like value, the desire to be inclusive. Wow, that means that we have space to give and that we want to share our gifts with as many people as possible. And we want to receive the gifts of their contribution by the very fact that we have chosen to be inclusive. We as humans want to be included as well. I don't want to feel excluded. I want to be welcome. So we also have to build systems that model that behaviors. In 2018, I gave a TED talk about exactly this. How can music be more inclusive? Uh, and I worked with this incredible ASL sign uh, language interpreter whose name is Amber, who designed a system to interpret uh, live music uh, for folks who are hard of hearing. So, and one other thing I was going to mention about listening is... Uh, this idea of showing up and not just being someone who has a lot to contribute by speaking, but showing up and being someone who has a lot to contribute by being interested, yes, curious, a desire to listen twice as much as we speak. It makes others feel good. It makes mm -hmm. others feel seen. It's, it's sure. a joy to listen. The fact that Michelle and I are even creating this podcast and is really, um, it's cool, right? Because our idea was using music as this medium to connect with other people, kind of mm. like it's a universal language, mm. you know, like we don't have to all speak the same language, but when you hear a song or you, you hear a music, like a you beat or feel the beat mm. in the sense of if you're um, hearing impaired, you, you can feel a beat. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. And in that way, music is such an opportunity. Music can be used to elevate or to oppress actually because lyrics themselves are like mantras. It's their words that are affirming something in one direction or the other. I see enormous potential in music to use lyrics and the feel of the music, the, the source of the music to be something that affirms positive action and positive behavior. So before we move on to like kind of the hack segment, 
anything else you want to add? Your records, right? Like mm-hmm. the what you've released so far. In 2016, you released Voices, 2019 Visions, which was really exciting because I got to be at Second Home for the video premiere. Looking at the themes of these EPs, right? And with being personal liberation, activism, being in service and evolving in love is kind of like what I got from it. And just these words, like the lyrics in these words are so deep. And really, again, it just comes back to the same thing about like, are doing our best. <laughs> like, what does that look like? It looks different for everybody, but love to hear more about that. When Voices came out in 2016, it was off the back of the London Marathon going viral. It was off the back of Hillary Clinton being one of the first uh, female candidates to really have a shot at being president of the United States. It was a time of the Women's March off the back of Donald Trump getting elected and women all around the world saying, no, we're not going to stand for the abuse and maltreatment that we receive in such a public uh, way. And so Voices is, is, has a strong feminist undertone. It has a strong queer liberation undertone. It has a strong gender liberation uh, undertone. It's very pro-LGBTQIA plus uh, freedom. And I'm very proud of that album because it really painted sort of a positive lens of what a kind of fourth wave modern feminist agenda can look and feel like. 2019 brought in more of my lover's side. You know, I always write music based on one of two things, my activism or my love. Why? Because this is where my most strong emotions lie. Either I'm deeply in love with somebody uh, or I'm feeling a strong sense of justice and wanting to make the world a better place or seeing injustice and therefore having a strong emotional and therefore creative response to that injustice. And so my best music and the only music that I end up releasing comes from these very strong emotional places because emotions are related to creative output. Vibrations, the third one that came out of uh, the pandemic, really moves up kind of the maturity and wisdom spectrum into a space of, of consciousness of really how do we walk in a way that no matter what space we're operating in, we're bringing our best self. If we're talking about activism, we're bringing our best self. If we're talking about interpersonal relationships, we're bringing our best self. If we're talking about romantic, if we're talking about you know, buying a coffee that day from your morning barista? How do we show up positive, kind, aware, eye contact? Like presence of awareness is the greatest gift that we can give one another. And we really forget it. And all the forces around us in any given moment are really there to keep us distracted, keep us scrolling, keep us wanting, keep us needing, keeping us thinking that we are not enough. When you look at a small child, what do they want from their parents? They want attention. Did you see me? Did you see me do that cartwheel? When a lover is fighting with their love, what do they want? Attention. You didn't give me any attention. Can I get some attention in these streets? It's so, it's so profound. And we forget, what does that mean? You know, you see the, the, you see the kind of uh, self-care movement happening, very LA style, which is like, uh, you know, be present you know, be present, be, you are enough, right? This is the the rhetoric. You are enough, be present. Underneath that all, what that's saying is, and it's a true statement, what that's saying is when we put down the phone, when we make eye contact, when we say, I choose to give you my fullest love, we're tapping into the the power of our human awareness. It's so impactful. And so if we bring that then to an activist space, if enough of us decide that we want to make the world a better place without confusion, without a doubt, 
the world would be a better place because we've taken our human attention and decided collectively that's where we're putting our awareness. Wherever we put our awareness, especially with love, with positivity, no question in my mind, that space will be left a better place. No question in my mind. And I see this miracle happen for me on a daily basis, whether it's the beautiful Uber ride that I took to get here, whether it's <laughs> buying a morning uh, matcha, whether it's seeing a new friend uh, that I haven't seen in a long time. I watch the miracle of this happen over and over again. So that is really the, the core of the thesis of my most recent album, Vibrations. What happens when we bring true fullness of awareness to any given moment? I mean, for me, I'm saying I was dying so sick earlier today. Like, how am I even going to sit up later? And now just being here and taking it in and listening, I feel not sick. Bring, taking in all this information and also being present in the moment. Mm. Mm. It, it really like makes a difference. So I'm going to say, let's take a quick sponsor break. Wait. And we'll we'll get back after the sponsor break with some more hacks on listening. Hey. What? Do you like dancing? I guess. Well, Hot Mobile Disco does live performances. Like what? You know, DJs that live remix with drums and live musicians. Oh, where are you going? To Hot Mobile Disco Show. I don't think she can afford the tickets. To find out how to dance with us, visit hotmobiledisco.com. That's H-A-U-T-E mobiledisco.com. All right, we're back after that quick little break with the second half of the podcast, episode 12, listening. It's a bit of an abstract uh, episode, and so we're kind of calling this more tips. Yeah, and I think more like ideas, right? So general ideas, ideas. that we wanted to convey, but for this episode, what I wanted is to describe really how we can use art as a tool, right? Yeah. So um, I feel like with any major revolution throughout our history, like it's the artists that have really helped put a human touch on the situation. We obviously consume mass media, right? We, we're watching TV, we're hearing all these things, but sometimes what I think that we need to do is just turn it off. The most important thing, let's just turn off the TV and really change the way that we consume this information. And so I wanted you to talk about how you're doing that with your music specifically and how it's different than the music that we're currently listening to or that's being pushed on us right now. I'm so happy you're asking this question. It's so vitally important right now. We have to be curators of what it is that we're consuming in every sense of the word, the music that we're listening to, the news that we're consuming, the TV and media that we watch, the social media that we scroll through, the food that we are eating, the restaurants and shops we are buying from. It's so hard to have to feel like everything is such a radical choice, and yet it is. The more we are conscious and have information and awareness, you can't undo the knowledge that you have. We are required to change our behavior, in my opinion. I always tell my friends, I tell my dad especially, you know, when I go and visit him, 
he's before I before I watch him go to sleep, he's watching like super violent, you know, Mexican narcotics uh, drug, you know, Netflix. And I'm like, Papa, no wonder you can't sleep. He's like, no, you know, come on. I said, yeah, of course. No wonder you can't sleep. This is chaos. This is violent. I'm not saying it's not happening in the world. I'm not saying violence and tragic events are happening at any given moment. But I also understand the intention of media. It's to create drama, to create addictive watching and viewing patterns. It's 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 so that we are taken out of our own bodies and into somebody else's constructed reality. I want to live in a world where I'm coming closer and closer to myself so that I have more power to change the world. If I numb myself out, if I'm watching a bunch of stuff, if I'm focused so constantly on the outward, outward, it prevents me from wanting to take any action because I'm not there. I'm not present. So in terms of being a consumer of so many different things, I've made a lot of radical choices in my life. I do. I have adopted a plant-based lifestyle. It's not always easy. In fact, you can argue in some ways it's more expensive because the vegan restaurants are trendy now. So we have to even be careful of that. I try to think of where are the products that I'm wearing, where do they come from, the food that I'm consuming, the TV that I'm watching, because ultimately it affects us. We talk about how the next generation is so anxious. Of course they are anxious. 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds have exposure to what hundreds of people at any given moment are doing all around the world because they're on social media. No other time in human history have we known what thousands of other people are doing simultaneously at yeah. the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. and We're still so connected. That's right. At the same time, yeah. Yeah, of course. There's many benefits to social media, but at the same time, it's a polished viewpoint of what all these other people are doing. It disconnects you from yourself and your own desire to make change. So we have to program and curate things that affirm positive behaviors. So if I'm watching something, I want to watch a documentary. So I'm becoming Mm. more aware. If I'm talking to somebody, I want to talk to somebody who has knowledge on something that I can learn from to your theme of listening. And so then as a creator of music, if I am going to put something into the airwaves, I want it to be something that's nourishing. I want the music itself, the beats to be 100% organically sourced. And I want the lyrics to be mantras that when you're singing it back for yourself, it's something that is affirming a positive choice. That's my my personal feeling as my responsibility as a musician. If I'm going to upload something to my social media, I want it to add value. I don't want it to have a narcissistic or uh, ego-driven intention because that's what I'll be met with as a result. So we have to be both conscious consumers and we have to also be conscious creators if we want to make the world a better place. And constantly like recalibrate what that looks like. Yes. Not being so fixated on like, that's just how I am. Well, that's how I am. And that's how I was born. And like, we can change. People change all the time, you know, maybe not in significant ways, but being open to that idea that things can be different. It's just about consequence. I've only wanted to change the behaviors that in my life have a negative consequence on my life. If I have romantic relationships and over and over again the story is the same eventually i have to be wise enough to say no clearly it's not them it's me and i don't want to keep walking the same story over and over again so i'm motivated to change the behavior if i have a bad habit and over and over again i see how it creates chaos in my life self-sabotage it prevents me from achieving my dreams then i'll be motivated to make change if my actions cause pain or harm to somebody else i don't want to live in a world where i'm contributing pain or harm to somebody i want to contribute Harmony, love, joy, peace. So then again, I'm motivated to change the behavior. This is the world that I want to live in, where we are understanding how our choices, our behaviors affect ourselves and others. 
and therefore using that change to want to affect others positively. I mean, I wish everyone had this goal. <laughs> We'd be in a very good place, I think, or a better place. So I'm grateful to your contribution to the music scene in general because your music is catchy and the beats are great, but the message is also amazing. And I'm so tired of, you know, knowing a song and or like bumping, jamming to the tune and then I hear the words and I'm like, oh God, that's filthy. What am that's I disgusting. listening to? Like I roll what am my, I putting in my psyche? Yes, like I'm rolling <laughs> up my windows and I'm like, oh, this is really perverse. Mm. And it's like, but I, mean, I like know, it. There's a time and a place <laughs> for everything. There's a time for playfulness. There's yes. a time for yeah. sex energy. There's a time for feeling ourselves. There's a time for ego in the gym. There's a, there's a space for all of it. The question is, what does it amount to? Is it amounting to behaviors and choices in my life that make my life better? Or does it keep me dumbed down? Does it keep me right. in the same space? Does it keep me uh, doing what everybody else is doing? That's what I'm interested in. Where do I feel empowered to do things differently, to grow, to expand, to evolve, to change my life? Every day we have the chance to change our life. Right. I find that to be such uh, a joy. What an exciting life. Infinite potential and possibility in any given moment. This is the kind of life that I want to live. So therefore... I have to keep choosing to evolve as a human. Absolutely. And I think one powerful tool that we can all use or something I found helpful is simple gratitude, expressing gratitude yes. every single day. Yes. Like no matter how hard your circumstances may be, when you really break it down and just think of one, two, three things that you can be grateful for in that moment, life starts to change. And yes. so I... And feeling that so deeply in my life right now and yes. feeling that in this moment just because yes. I know that that's where the magic is. Me too. And I love that you mentioned this and with the conversation we had earlier about being present. See, everyone's like, oh, but I'm so bored when I go to this thing. How can I be present? It makes me feel better to check my email. It makes me feel better to be on the treadmill while I take calls. It makes me feel better to do this while I do that. It makes me feel like I'm a champion because I'm multitasking. Listen, in some spaces... Multitasking is necessary. I hope to be a mother one day. I know that multitasking is going to be core to my success as a mother. I understand that. At the same time, I also think there's enormous wisdom in simply saying no to things that I don't want to show up with, with the full presence of my awareness. I'd rather lovingly say it's just a no because I can't come with my full heart open and my full attention because I'm not interested. So it's a no. Then when I do say yes, it's a sincere yes. It's an honest yes. It's an enthusiastic yes. It's a loving yes. So that's also something that I found to be enormously prou powerful in supporting my desire to be present. So the takeaway from that would be do the things that bring you joy. Yes. Over and over again. Yes. And see yes. the positive results from yes. the emotions that that creates. Hundred. So I love it too. My contribution to just some listening. I read... When my children were young, I read Happiest Baby on the Block or Happiest <laughs> Toddler on the Block, actually, which is the second book. He said something in there that changed me forever. Mm. And I thought that if people that were adults treated each other this way, we'd all get along so much better. Mm. And it was when the kid's having a meltdown or angry or upset about something. And now he's relating it to children, but if you relate it to adults as well or any situation... I don't want to do this or don't turn that off or I don't want this thing to happen. And it's just, you listen to where they're coming from 
and you just understand mm. rather than mm. interjecting your perspective mm. or your thought or what you think should happen. It was, I understand. I'm sorry you're upset right now. Mm. We're going to move on to the next thing now, but we'll come back to or whatever the situation was. And I remember reading it and highlighting it, writing it down and just thinking if, if I just treat other adults the same with the same respect as we're trying to treat our children mm. in yes. any space, workspace. It's such a good point. I think humans really, we all seek to be seen and understood intimately. And we all have needs. So if a baby is throwing a tantrum, there's a need that's being unmet. A lot of times humans are not so self-aware to just simply communicate the need. I have a need. It's not being met. Therefore, I'm upset. Different love languages. Different love languages. <laughs> different, you know, I didn't get good sleep last night and now I'm taking it out on you as my coworker. I'm so sorry. If we actually came humbly and said, listen... I didn't sleep so well. I'm a little moody. I'm so sorry. Then you actually are setting up your team and your people around you to make you feel better and to actually support the truth of the moment rather than fighting it. But what you're saying is profound. And I think it also takes an enormous amount of self-awareness for us to know what it is that our needs even are to begin with. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up the end of the podcast, is there anything you would like to add on the concept, idea, or notion of listening. I guess in this in this context I would say in in relation to the earth. Yes, I love this. When I think about listening in relation to the planet, I think of listening as really a highly emotionally intelligent value. If I speak to a CEO and I'm speaking and speaking and she or he or they are listening to me and they say, "Wow, I love what you're saying. Let me see what I can do about that." I instantly respect the CEO far more than if the CEO went on and on presenting their deck for the day. I respect the CEO enormously more because they're listening to me. Wow. They're showing me respect. Why? Because they respect themselves. I find that to be a high vibrational choice. Moreover, somebody who's listening is a knowledge seeker. They're seeking to expand their own awareness and own knowledge so that they can make action and make choices based on this newly expanded awareness. They have nothing to prove. They are strong in their own self, so they don't need to speak so much. They're listening. Wow. So for me, listening is this sign of leadership. It's this sign of self-security. It's this sign of how can I be better? I love myself and I'm still humbly trying to improve. I still have a humble desire to make the world a better place, to reduce my straws, to constantly change my behavior. And it's not like as soon as we learn something new, boom, you can put it into action. Slowly, slowly over time, if you hear this knowledge over and over again, I'd like to think it does change and turn into action. So this is why I think listening is like very, very profound. It's not a whatever. It's it's the it's the thing. Yeah. I could listen true. to you all day. Like <laughs> just like <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to come here with us into this space and talk with us on this episode of Zero Waste Life Hacks podcast. We hope everyone that took the time to listen today also enjoyed it. Thank you so much for for being with us, Madam Gandhi. This is a great joy. Love you both dearly and thank you for what you're doing on the Zero Waste podcast. Um, I would say that happy Earth Day. Um, if you visit the website zerowastelifehacks.com, you can find a link to the blog about this episode with any links and whatnot 
for Madame Gandhi's music, we also always make a playlist. And the, obviously the theme this week will be all Madame Gandhi's music. We'll put it in an order we feel um, <laughs> might might tell a little story or whatnot. Um, and Sophia always writes a blog. It'll have some links and some information. Um, other than that, thank you for thank you for being here with us today. is a Hood Mobile Disco production. Our team at HMD Studios recorded, mixed, and produced the episode you heard today. For more information about our channel, other podcasts, music, live performances, and more, please visit hotmobiledisco.com. That's H-A-U-T-E mobiledisco.com.